Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You know what I've realized? There's a serious case of swamp ass going around this country as we speak. The reason why the temperatures out there are absolutely crazy, you cannot, I repeat, you cannot be outside in jeans. Do not do it. You're going to be in big trouble and you're full of known. On the outside, you might look fine, but by God, you will have a dose of swamp ass. And you've only got yourself to blame. I seen a fella the other day in town wearing double denim. 32 degrees outside, mate. Cop yourself on. Jesus Christ, his nipples were sweating. They were oozing water, so they were. And I went over to him and I said, do you mind? And he goes, what? I said, you're in public. You're showing your nipples there. And he goes, oh, sorry. And he, he put his nipples away like, but Jesus Christ. You know, double denim, I said to him. What, 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 what are you thinking? He goes, oh, well, I like double denim. I like how it feels on the skin during the heat. I was like, you have got a serious dose of swamp ass. And he just looked at me and goes, yeah, you're right. It's as if you've known me all your life. I said, listen, 99.9% of this town have a dose of swamp ass. And it's all to do with this bloody sun. We both looked up at the sun and we cursed out Greta Thunberg and thought to ourselves, this global warming is... A- well, we didn't think it was a hoax. No, we think it's real. We think it's real. The two of us do. We believe it. We believe it to be real. Because, I'll tell you why. The other day I recorded 37 degrees. Now, that's a serious bit of heat for this country. Things were melting. Shoes were melting. The road was melting. People's faces were melting. It was too warm. I seen a cow and he just looked at me and his eyeballs were sweating and he was like, I just need some water. He went over to the river then and he started playing in the river. This big cow, that's how warm it was. It was a massive cow in the water playing. That's the kind of things that's on people's minds at the moment, to be playing in water. It's funny how we're attracted to water during the heat. I suppose it's a good way to cool yourself down, like, but still. Um, it's a funny thing the way we, you kind of flock to the water. You want to go in there. And the cow was in there anyways and... I think there was a couple of birds there too, maybe. And the doggy was in there too. We have a doggy, you see. We have a, a German shepherd mixed with a fucking shih tzu. And the dog, he doesn't know if he's coming or going, this poor fella. But uh, every day he goes down the river on his own. He'll go in for a swim. He'll come back to the house and we'll have a feed together. And then he might go down again. And then he'll lie in the shade. He gave it a sun then for a while. And he just, he's like an old sweating pig there in the corner. So he is. And he loves it. It's a lovely life for him. It really is a lovely life for him. You know, we've got a little kennel from outside there and he loves that, like, he really... Because it's in the shade as well, you see, but it's also nice and cosy, you know, and he's got a two-storey, a two-storey house for himself. Thank you very much. He's got the upstairs, which he never stays in. It's like a little shelf. And then, of course, he's got the downstairs, which is the place where he normally sleeps and sometimes he pisses in there. And I, I, I don't like that at all, to be honest, you know. I think he should have a bit more respect for where he lives. But whatever he's trying to do, he must be trying to get rid of some animal that's big in there. I'll I'll tell you one more thing as well before I go. Um, this uh, there was two foxes up this way recently, right? Two foxes up towards the house, and the doggie went out to one of the foxes, and he says, he started, "Well, he didn't say anything, but the fox tried to fucking take him away from the house because the other fox wanted to get and get the fucking chickens." And you know they say Schleiz the fox will bite Jesus Christ tonight, boys. And I'll tell you one thing: them foxes nearly had the doggie, but he caught what was going on about twenty minutes into the show, and didn't he? Uh, didn't he come back to the kennel anyways and the kennel's right beside where the chickens live you see so the chickens were bucking and gawking buck 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 all that kind of crack 
and um, oh Jesus, only for the fucking dogging up back, them chickens are being chicken heaven as we speak. Um, but uh, you know, it's a great respect there as well. By the way, the chickens and the dogs have for one another. Just the way you know, the dogging at any moment of his life could just tear the heads clean off those chickens, and there'd be nobody coming back to the coop that night. But the dogging doesn't do it because he knows that he knows the the hierarchy of uh, the setup in the family. You know, and he's got a great life of it too, as I said, two-story house. And chickens have a great time of it too. And I'll tell you one thing that I only noticed the other day as well. We have this uh, a rooster. Now, he's not he's no great shakes, this rooster. He's, I would consider, a lazy rooster. You know, the way you'd expect a rooster to wake you up around half five, six o'clock in the morning, because that's kind of what they do. This fella doesn't get up till about two o'clock in the day. And even then when he does, he just knocks around for a while. And, you know, he's just got no life goals, this fella. But... Then he starts crowing then or caulking or whatever you call it around 5 or 6 p.m. When everyone's just trying to start chilling out. And I'm like, fuck it, mate. You had all day for this. Like, you know, now you're looking for a bit of attention. Get a fucking grip. But one thing about those uh, creatures that are interesting. I don't know if it's a rooster now or a cock or which one is it. But um, he, he goes into the backfield there in the even time. And he starts going, cock a doodle Cock a doodle And... Anyways, the neighbour has a rooster as well. And then their, their rooster will start cock-a-doodle-doodling back. And it's like they're talking to each other. And I was wondering the other day, I wonder what they're saying to each other now. Because you wouldn't know what they're... Like, are they planning to, to leg it? Or maybe they know each other? Or, I don't know, maybe they're talking about their life. I'm sure they're saying something. And I uh, found that interesting enough anyways. Because I just thought that chickens in general were just idiots, you know? I mean, they have wings there, they never use them. They had like, fucking... When it comes to the eggs, you know, some lad comes out and he takes an egg. Chicken goes back in and he does exactly the same thing again. Like, for fuck's sake, mate. You know what I mean? What you should do is bring the egg with you. And then you won't have anyone going and stealing the eggs off you. That's if I was a chicken, I'd bring the egg with me. At all times. Because God knows who's going to want to have an omelette. And I know, I, I'd know if I was a chicken. I'd be smart enough to know that something's not right here. I'm after laying an egg... Went outside for 10 minutes to eat a couple of worms, came back in, no more egg, egg is gone. Hello and you're very welcome to this week's podcast, how are you getting on? My name is Uncolgan, what's yours, where are you coming from, what's your star sign, who are you? Let me know in the comments below. Oh that's right, this isn't a YouTube video, this is a goddamn fucking podcast. I hate to curse so early in a podcast, but it draws in... The people who who also like to curse. And then you end up being a collection of people. And you're all just standing around cursing at each other. Going these are my kind of fucking people. Well welcome to this week's podcast. I've got a few things that I wanted to get through tonight. The first one is. I had a bit of uh, a dirty dream the other night. Right. A dirty dream I had in the middle of the night. And I got to talk to you about it. It was a. This is a confession, so to speak. Um, I had a threesome in Roscommon, in my mind. And it was basically two lads from Schlego were texting me saying, come up to Roscommon for a look. And I said, right, well, I've nothing on the weekend, so why not? So I went with the mate for one pint up to Roscommon, like, you know, just... Because it was a cold evening in the dream and it was wet. And I said, you know what? I'll go up there to Roscommon and might meet a couple of people. Might get to go shopping here in the likes of Balahadrine and different spots. Roscommon Town, of course. 
And, you know, I just thought, you know what, two birds with one stone. So I went up there anyways. And there's this nightclub up there called The Big Lad. And it's basically where you have to be over six foot to get in. And of course, I'm six foot one. So it was, I walked straight in the door. Not a bother to me. This is in the dream, by the way. And then anyways, we're in there. We're dancing to Scooter. I was like, yeah, yeah, funky, yeah. And the nightclub ended. The bouncers threw us out. So we're all out there on the street like stray foxes, not knowing which way to go. But they know that they don't want to talk to nobody. And the lad's eating bags of chips. And uh, anyways, this lad comes over to me and he goes to me, can I get a chip up yet? And I said, no, 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 no chance. And he goes, go on, give me a chip. So he kicked the bag of chip out, chips out of my hand. And I was, I was fucking raging here, right? Up to that point, the night had been going great. And anyways, this lady walks over to me and she goes, don't worry about the chips. I have a deep fat fryer back at the house. So I thought, what? And she grabbed my hand and we walked. And then she looked at me and she goes, do you mind if I kiss you? And I said, I don't mind at all. Kiss me away. So we started kissing enemies on the main street. And then the whole town were like, woo hoo hoo. Look at these people. There were people beeping. And we just didn't care because we were beginning to fall in love. You know, you know when you had that spark with someone. And we were holding hands and we went back to her house anyways. Took on the television. And they were showing repeats of the chase. And I said to her, oh, your man is a fucking idiot, isn't he? And she goes, which one? I go, all of them. They're all idiots on that show. They just think they're great, don't they? You know, like the chaser, Bradley, whatever his name is. And, you know, we just completely bonded over the show. And anyway, she says to me, speaking of bondage, would you mind hopping in the bed there and throwing this on? So I said, sure, look, in for a penny, in for a pound. Not every day you're a rascalman. And I put on the gimp mask and we were just lying there talking away, talking about how social media has taken over and all the other stuff. And anyways, before you knew it, her she said to she said to me, "Do you mind if if the friend comes in to look?" I said, "Listen, he can look all he wants. No bother. If you don't mind, I don't mind. In fact, I always like to crowd in front of me when I'm on the job, so to speak. It goes back to my football days when the I used to love. And some people will say I've paid for lads to come and cheer me on while I kick ball, but no, I would never pay a lad to to watch me kicking ball." But I do like people to watch. So I said, tell him to come on in. Brilliant. So anyways, he comes into the room and uh, he starts talking. I said, no words in here. No words in here. And he stopped talking straight away. And then anyways, myself and my soon to be fiance started kissing. And all I could see was looked over at him. He was looking into the phone. I thought to myself, Jesus Christ. I said, let me guess. You spend most of your day on, on the internet, do you? And he goes, I do. How'd you know? I said, oh, I know everything about your kind of generation. He goes, guess what age I am? I said, 37. He goes, yeah, I got the I got the age exactly right. And then he was at home to stop talking to me, get off his phone and enjoy. Enjoy the view, buddy. So anyways, we started kissing. Um started you know both getting naked myself and herself and it got down to a point where there wasn't a whole lot of clothes between us so to speak if you know what I mean <laughs> you know what I mean? it's like we only had socks on like at this point even that the socks came off and we were just there and we were happy in each other's company it was pure comfort 
it uh, was a beautiful light in the room as well. There was a beautiful light in the room, so we both looked amazing. You know, I don't sometimes. Sometimes I don't like to show off the bottom half of my legs when I'm, you know, naked with somebody else. But this particular time, I felt great, felt confident, felt mighty. And anyways, your man is back on the phone. I said, "What are you doing now?" And he goes, "I'm just checking Reddit." I said, "Oh, don't tell me you're one of those." Goes on to Reddit and then regurgitates it all. And he got really mad at that. And I said, listen, don't be a fucking boomer. And then then she said, do you mind if he hops in? I said, what do you mean hops in? I'm not driving a bloody Toyota Starlet here. She goes, do you mind if he hops in for a look? I said, no, 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 no. I signed, I, this is, don't be changing the rules. Don't be changing the rules now. But me odds in your favour. You know, because if he gets into the bed here now, there'll be two willies and there'll be one too many in my book. So I said, that's not fair. He goes, please, it'll be a great night. We'll have great fun. I said, go on, so. Go on. And then I'll be out of Ruscom and then I'll go. Because I've got to get home soon. I've got to be up for fucking mass half seven so anyways between the jigs and the reels he says no I can't my phone's going to die I said what do you need the phone for he goes I have to always have at least 25% battery I'm down to 27 and I said don't worry 2% is all we need in here but he did he, he legged it out the door right he legged it and she said you know what do you mind if it takes another friend I said what's the name and she said to me, Maureen. So I said, okay, brilliant. Let's do this. And, you know, not, not, I'm not blowing me on trumpet here, right? But let's just say they said it was the best sex they've ever had. I've got to tell you something and I'm not happy to tell you. The rooster's dead. Gone, got fucking taken away by the fox. Couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. You know, woke up the last morning half six and he was cock-a-doodle-loading in the garden. Flat out doing it. I thought, you know what? Fair play to him. He's up early. He's doing his bit. And then half seven again. Cock-a-doodle-loodle-loodle-loodle. I thought, for fuck's sake. Here he goes again. But fair play to him. He's still up. Half eight then. Cock-a-doodle-loodle-loodle-loodle. I was like, for fuck this can't ever go to bed, does he? Up cockadoodling all morning, like fair enough, do it once, but not three times. Now you're pushing it. So anyways, half nine came around and there was no cockadoodle dooding. But by this time I'd woken up, I didn't need no cock to cockadoodle me. And I heard no sound coming from the the garden, basically. And but I said, fine, no, no worries, maybe he's gone somewhere else, maybe you know the way chickens and hens and cocks and roosters to be. They just go from place to place. They just wander off. You don't know where they are. You don't keep up with them. You don't check in. You don't go, hey, where were you the last two hours? They don't give a shit. All they want is a bit of food, a couple of worms, a few slugs, and then back into the house at night. That's it. They don't even care that you take their eggs. They probably do, like, but they don't really care that much. All they want to be is looked after. And I under- that's why I- I'm beginning to really love the chicken. Finding it, I don't eat chicken fillet rolls anymore. Gone. 
Jamban is what I like. But anyways, I will say this. The chickens, the roosters, they're wonderful, wonderful people. I know they're not people, but you know what I mean? They're wonderful people. You can trust them. And the longer you spin with them, the more you get to see the personality of a chicken or as a rooster or a cock. And I have the sad news to bring you today that the rooster was taken by the fox. The dirty fox came around. And I know people might say to me, yeah, but the fox needs to eat too. Yeah, but he doesn't need to eat my rooster. He does not. No more cock-a-doodle-a-doodling to be done thanks to the fucking fox. In fact, there was two foxes in it. There's one that brings... He brought the dog away. This is what happened, right? This is what I was told what happened by my father. He was absolutely devastated, by the way. He came to me and he goes, Two foxes. And I was like, what? Two foxes, rooster, gone. I was like, all right, tell me more. He goes, two foxes, roosters, gone. Chickens, safe. I was like, why are you talking like this, Dad? That's not how you talk normally. He goes, basically what I'm trying to say is, Two foxes came here last night. One of them took the dog away as a decoy and the other one went in the back fucking door. Well, I thought to myself, slags a fox, if ever there was a truer statement. And they went in there and they took the livelihood of that rooster. Not a bother to them. And I know the fox needs to be eating something. But why didn't he go down the river and eat an old fish for himself? Instead of fucking up here around my chicken coop. Taking away my livelihood. I, I was grown to love those roosters. Absolutely loved them. I used to love seeing them. Big old fucking red thing hanging off their head. That's the comb. Apparently that's got something to do with the, the temperature of the fuckers. And now, now he's as good as dead. He's not coming back. He's gone for two days, you know, and that's... Hopefully you'd never know he might turn up, but unfortunately, I think the fox might have won this one. So today I wanted to talk about Fitbits and um, I got a Fitbit there. It's an old one though. It's, it's like um, you have the steps on it, you have the time, you have heartbeat and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't really have the latest technology stuff that you really do care about, like your sleep patterns or, you know, your diet or whatever, all that kind of stuff. You know, this one really only has the bare minimum. But I tell you one thing, it's not bad at all. And that's why I wanted to talk about the Fitbit. It was a device that I was just thinking to myself, that's no good now because you're going to have to charge that fucking thing every time you leave the house. And every time you leave the house and you've got to look for the charger and by the time you find the charger, you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I'm not even going to bother going for a walk today. And you end up backfiring on yourself because the Fitbit is just another piece of technology that's going to get in the way of enjoying a simple life. And yet here I am, 600 steps today alone, and I take big steps. And I have to say, I'm, I'm enjoying this Fitbit. This is not an advert for, for them, by the way. This is just my own personal opinion. But if they want to get in touch, I will do an advert for them. I promise you that, guys. I will do that for you. I promise. Founded in San Francisco. That's where Fitbit was founded. And uh, basically... The people that made the Fitbit got inspired by the Wii. They seen that people were active playing games. So they thought, you know what, we're going to take a leaf out of their book and make the Fitbit. 
And, you know, it lets you challenge yourself, lets you challenge your friends, gets people fired up, gets people aggressive, gets people thick. And uh, I'm kind of getting a bit pissed off with it in the sense that you can see the last seven days of what you've done. And on the, the first day I was, oh, you should have seen my steps. I think it was 12,000. 12,000 steps, not a bother on me. And I was good to go the next day too. Woke up next morning, boom, straight out the bed. She took on the Fitbit, put on my runners, went for a nice long walk, all thanks to the Fitbit. By the fourth or fifth day, I was slowly sinking. And the Fitbit was coming to its end of the battery life. You get about five days out of the battery, which I like. Better than a phone, which just seems to be half a day these days. But the Fitbit, you get five days. But by day five, I didn't want the Fitbit to be on because it was it was laughing at me. Vibrating every hour. You need to move more. Having these fucking digs, so it was. Saying, you haven't done much today. And it started to backfire on me. So, in that sense, it's a reminder that I've only walked yeah, a couple, maybe 600 steps today. Not great now. But, you know what? It checks your heart rate which I find very interesting um, because the other, the other morning I had a coffee and I woke up and before I had the coffee, my heartbeat was in and around 65 BPM, which is the terminology they give you in the Fitbit world for beats per minute. And I had a coffee anyways and then I went for a small bit of a walk somewhere, came back and my heart rate was up at about 138 and I thought to myself, fuck, I need to slow down. But I started panicking. I started thinking, but what if my heart never slows down again? What if it keeps getting higher and higher and higher? And I keep looking at the Fitbit and it's like, your heart rate's now 200. Slow down. You're at 1,000 or whatever the most beats you can get to. Probably not 1,000. That'd be, that'd be crazy. But it's, it kind of makes you panic too, the old heart, heart rate. So keeping an eye on that is a bit odd too. But, you know, it tracks your sleep patterns. The new ones do anyway. This one doesn't, unfortunately, but there's, there's new ones you can get. And they'll tell you how much sleep you had that night. Isn't that amazing? Did you ever wake up in the morning you're like, I don't know, if, was I asleep there, was I? Did I go to bed at all? And you don't know if you're coming or going the following day. Your brain is not working. As Joe Rogan would say, you just can't find the words. Well, some of the Fitbits can track your patterns. And that means that, like, you know, they'll tell you what point did you go into rapid eye movement? What point did you go into a, a lighter sleep or a deeper sleep or where your your body starts uh, fixing itself kind of sleep or, you know, the kind of sleep where you're drooling out your mouth. Also sleep where you're having these crazy dreams where there's people chasing you down the bypass, that kind of stuff. So that's why the, the Fitbit, though. But again, it's too it's very invasive. I wouldn't say it's too invasive. Not like a phone is like there's no camera on this one that I have. And um, as far as I'm aware, there's no microphone or anything like that in it. But you, you never fucking know either. Hi, if you want to get in touch with me, all you have to do is email me at owncolly at gmail.com. Or else you can get onto me on uh, Instagram at owncolganfitness. Or if you want to get onto me through Facebook, it's owncolgan there as well. Or if I see you in town, just come over to me and whisper into my ear and I'll talk to you. Or if you want to just send me a letter to the house, that's also fine. So please do get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I actually discovered a new word there the other day called orthorexia. And it's an unhealthy obsession with healthy eating. Some people are absolutely obsessed 
healthy eating salads, vegan, water, uh, supplements, all that kind of stuff. Um, like vegetables. You know that kind of stuff you'd see there in the supermarkets and you'd see people buying it and you'd be like, oh, who do you think you are buying a fucking head of broccoli? Seriously. Just the absolute arrogance to go in there every day buying your greens. I went in there once and I, I made a big mistake and I'll never do it again. I bought a button, I bought a butternut squash. Thinking this will be impressive now for the next person that sees it. They'll be like, oh my God, he must be able to cook. He must be able to cook if he's got a butternut squash in the kitchen. If it's in the fridge, he must be able to know what to do with it. After about two weeks, I just said, you know what? I'm throwing this fucking butternut squash in the bin. No good to me. So, to the people that do eat healthy, I absolutely, I admire your passion. But don't you come to me and say, I can't enjoy chips, jambons. Um, what else is nice? Uh, you know what I mean? Bread, toast, uh, eggs, BLTs. Stop the lights with the BLTs. Beautiful. Absolutely. And I, I want to give a shout out again, by the way. To the delis across Ireland. By fuck. The standard is just the, amazing. Absolutely amazing. And the way you can tell that the, the deli is just in its own personal little boom. It's, it's thriving. Absolutely thriving. The way you can tell that is the amount of not only Irish people there at the counters getting food. But people from all over the world queuing up to get Whatever kind of food they want, but make sure it's a jam bun if you do go there, okay? Now, we're talking about the Olympics, Tokyo 2021. These are actually Tokyo 2020 Olympics, but much like the football, they've uh, happened, well, they're happening a year after they should have happened, all thanks to a bat. Greece, Athens was the first place to host the Olympics. And the rings represent solidarity and unity among the continents of Africa, North and South America, Asia, Oceania and Europe. And what a beautiful thing that the Olympics are for bringing people across the world to come together to compete for beautiful gold, silver and bronze medals. And everyone collectively can enjoy the spirit and the compassion of each country but if we don't fucking win more medals than you then I'm going to consider this whole tournament an absolute fuck up of course I'm joking if you you know even getting to the Olympics must be something else even getting there must be crazy to have eyes from all over the world looking at you in boxing or running or Jumping over stuff or long jumping or short jumping or 100 meter sprint, which is, by the way, what I was very good at. 100 meter sprint in, I think, 7.5 seconds, something like that. Now, I know that seems fast, but it basically was inside a nightclub and it was the last taxi. And myself and a load of lads were just legging it for the taxi. I got there first, boom, got home, 10 quid cash. And before I did that, 
the taxi driver was like, you are fast. Um, three Olympics were cancelled all thanks to the war. So just, you know, and I know the way this COVID-19 crack is, it's, uh, it's, it's a global thing that everyone's like, fucking hell, what's going on? Well, three Olympics were cancelled because of world wars. So in that way, we might not be doing too bad either. Athletes in the ancient Olympic Games competed in the NIP. Gymnasium comes from the Greek root gymnos, meaning nude. And apparently, the literal translation for gymnasium is school for naked exercise. And that brings me on to a story about a time I was in the gym in Dublin. And this fella, now he had red hair. And I don't know, I don't know the way to put this, but he basically... He didn't really go into the gym itself. He just spent most of his time in the changing rooms, which is fine if that's what you want to do. That's, you know, that's good for you. But don't stand there right in front of me, you know, drying off your balls with just a towel and a smile on your face, looking at me while I'm sitting down in the same eye line as your Mickey, as it's just dangling there like a trunk of a tree or an elephant's trunk or a, a willy. Don't be just standing there looking at me, asking me questions that I don't want to answer because you're standing right in front of me with quite a wide posture. And that's one of the reasons why I give up the gym. People like him just getting in the way. And it's nice, yes, of course it's nice to shower with the boys after a good hard session. Of course it's good. But... I'm just finished lifting some of the biggest weights in that gym. The last thing I want to do is be looking at your Mickey. Thank you very much, Kevin. So, and I shouldn't have even said his name, really. But I know that he listened to this podcast and, you know, he just, I just want to put that out there now. That's not beef between me and Kevin. Um, but anyways, I suppose everyone's got their own stuff going on. Uh, the la- I didn't really go to a gym, though, since Crunch Fitness in Dublin. That was the last one that I really went to. At the time, it was around 400 quid a month to join the gym, which was a steep enough. But at the same time, you had a swimming pool there and you had lovely saunas and jacuzzis and all that other stuff and loads of running machines and all that kind of crack. And it was right there in the city centre in Temple Bar. And uh, it was a mixture between Irish and Brazilian fitness coaches. And they were all brilliant. They were all so fit. They were fitter than anyone in the building. And they had a punching bag in there as well. And so when you'd go over to the punching bag and you'd be throwing punches, there'd be lads on the treadmill looking over at you, going, oh, he looks tough. He looks tough. Better not bump into him in the gym. Yeah, you better not bump into me. Because you know what'll happen. So anyways, at one particular day, they um, were advertising some class, some new class they were doing. It was called Butts and Cheeks or something like that. So my housemate said to me, oh, let's go to that class. It's on tomorrow. So I said, okay. Sounds like a bit of fun. Like, let's do that. Let's go for it. Anyways, next day we came in. We all got ready. We're down to our shorts and our t-shirts. And teacher walks in anyways. She goes, okay, now it's time to do butts and asses. And basically everyone in the room started squatting. And I was like, okay, I'll do a bit of squatting. But then there was other moves that I just couldn't do. They were like gyrating their hips. And they were like kind of twerking and stuff like that. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing in this classroom? And don't get me wrong, like twerk away twerk away but I just don't have the movement to twerk it didn't work even the teacher was looking over me going are you are you okay is everything fine and I just wanted to say to her listen I'm strong I'm a strong man but I can't move like this I just can't do it 
But I stuck it out for another while anyways and I said, you know what? There might be something to be learned from this. So we were dancing more and more. And by the way, the, this, par- this room that we're in in the gym in Crunch Fitness, it's got a glass wall. And behind the glass wall, everyone is in the gym working out. So they're all looking in at us dancing. And here I am, the only lad in the room, trying to do some sort of spinning twerk. And they're all looking in laughing at me. Well, I had the last laugh. Because since then, I've really learned how to move my hips. And Shakira would be proud. She'd be calling me in the house phone going, Fair fucks to you, hey, sure, you know what I said? I'd be like, yeah, I know well, Shakira. The hips don't fucking lie, horse. Fair play. Before I go, I just want to say thank you very much to everybody who's been supporting the podcast on Patreon. Thank you very much for that. Really do appreciate it. And to Golden Big Jambons for their support. Your lovely, delicious Jambons continue to rock my world. Deli fresh taste from your own freezer. Very tasty, guys. We know how they taste. They're delicious. That the cornerstone of the Irish uh, deli, I suppose you could say. Um, but anyways, besides that, folks, have a lovely weekend. Enjoy the bank holiday. Please, God, it'll get sunny very soon. Besides that, take care. See you soon.